Guys, welcome back. Episode 38 of the Student Section Report podcast. I am Manny Alvarez, your host. Bannon Clark is back. He's filling in for Coach Chris Fion. Bannon, thanks for being on, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Happy to be back on. Of course, man. Thanks for, thanks for filling in. Uh, glad to have you on. You know, uh, we'll talk about how you've been uh, since the last time we talked, but we already have our guest on right now. Our uh, guest in segment two is the Brownsburg Bone Zone of Indiana. Right now we have a student section farther away in the East Coast, all the way from New Jersey. We have the Williamstown Chop House. We have Olivia Laspada and Erin Hennig. Ladies, thanks for being on. Uh, hello, thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah. Of course, uh, ladies. Um, you know, I, uh, we just did the watch list for New Jersey, and immediately I saw the little watch party you guys had going on, like a little drive-through thing. So that was pretty cool. But, uh, we'll talk about that in a sec. Just to get out of the way, you know, obviously we're still dealing with COVID, and you know, there's another, another, uh, you know, a third wave of of, of hits with with COVID, and it's been tough. I, I lost my father over the summer, so it's been tough. How have you guys handled uh, the coronavirus, not just with your social life, but just with, with school life and the student session game as well? Obviously, saw you guys do the alternate for student sessions during uh, the pandemic, but how have, you, how have you guys handled it? Um, personally, I think, especially learning online, because you don't really get to obtain it as much. It's more of just doing your work and submitting deadline. Like, I don't feel like we're getting, you know, full experience, especially, like, the in-classroom experience. It's definitely um, a different atmosphere. And it's our senior year, which kind of... As far as the student section, I mean, how, how have you guys adjusted? It's, I, obviously, it's not going to be the same. You don't have to, you know, pack the stands. It's, you know, if you get to get back in the stands, it'll probably be limited. But how have you guys adjusted to get that school spirit back? So basically, um, in New Jersey, at least, every stadium is allowed 500 people max. And I think like when we play at home, we get and the away team gets 200. So of course, that with all of our cheerleaders families, with the football players families, and you know, everybody else related to the actual game that needs to be there doesn't really leave room for much of a student section. So what we did, we talked with a few people like within our town because it's really big with football support the program and we decided to um post a drive-in movie type viewing of the games that's actually i will say that is a very creative way as far as having um of course having people watch the games so where do you guys even do these watch parties i guess like these like drive-in watch parties what do you guys do with that so there's this thing called the estates and they, ever since COVID, they decided to make like a makeshift drive-in. So they just have a big screen. Um, they have food trucks that they drive your food up to you if you want to order it. Oh. And every other parking spot so that we're still social distancing. And it's just really cool. Right. Yeah, I mean, so I'm going to take into, like, obviously, like the COVID I'm sorry, what'd you say? Oh, no, I said I'm in Arizona. I mean, I've never really seen something like that cool because, I mean, I've been to – I mean, I know it's hard with COVID. you got to get kind of creative. And I've been to, like, one drive-in theater since COVID's happened. But I think for there, A, to be food trucks. What type of really? food are you guys serving? Because I'm, I'm at Arizona State, so I will literally come down to New Jersey if I have to, depending on the food. It matters on the food trucks. So what do you guys serve? What are you guys – what are, like, the options of food that you can get over there? So, like, one food truck, multiple food trucks. What are we looking at? I'm a food guy, so it works out for the better. Well, 
So basically, um, the estates, the place we're doing it at, it's a catering hall. So people have, you know, like sweet 16s or I guess like weddings there, you know? So so what you do is like to keep up with like the social distancing and everything, they have an app and like when you're like, you can just go on your phone, order whatever you want through the app. And then they have um, like workers in carts that'll just drive your food up to you. And they have cannolis. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's over it's over it's over but I, you know what this might come as a shock i've never had a cannoli what yeah <laughs> well I've, been, I've never been to new jersey but i've been to new york and i've had it i've had cannolis there before but many what do you there's like a ton where you're at i feel like you're like in like the hot spot of it you can easily go find a cannoli I might have to yelp cannoli after this uh, podcast and go find the nearest one but uh guarantee you'll find it Anyway, uh, you know, yeah, wanted to get the elephant out of the room about COVID, but obviously, uh, Ben brought in food. We will bring food back at the end of the podcast, like we always do. Um, you know, you guys uh, started. <laughs> you started late uh, in the season, but you guys are two and zero. I see you guys won against Timber Creek and Kingsway. You got a game against Clearview. I mean, uh, I don't know much about the history of Williamstown football, but is it a program more? They, you know, they, they're consistently winning and it's an attraction for the students to show up. So it's not that hard for you guys to bring in students to cheer on the team. Yeah, yeah. football has always been something big. Right now we're back-to-back state champion. Yeah. Like um, our football, like the two years ago, we got to go and play at MetLife in the state championship and then and like won the state championship as well. So football is huge in our school. We have a like a regular game under normal circumstances. We usually have a huge everything. Yeah, we do themes. We like um, what else do we do? We have we the, throw baby powder, confetti. Yeah, throw, yeah every. <laughs> okay, so it, it so it seems like the two and zero start is not a surprise to you guys at all. Um, you have a home game against Clearview. No, you don't. Hmm. The game this Friday? Yeah, this Friday. Is Canceled that Willingboro? Because, but they rescheduled with another team. Oh, uh, okay. Is it Willingboro? Marlboro. Well, the one with Clearview got rescheduled because I think a player on the Clearview team had COVID or there's something with COVID that like didn't allow us to play them. So I think they rescheduled it with It was like right up the alley of what the NFL's been dealing with. So yeah, I see <laughs> there's another one with the same date, Willingboro. Um <laughs> Home game. Uh, so, how do you guys prepare as far as home game? You said that you know you're limited on student section uh, space. Is it first come first serve? I, I've heard you know other right. student sections where they have the. If you're a freshman, you got first come first serve, or is it one of those you know what seniors can come because this is our final year type thing. Each player or each cheerleader gets two tickets, and they usually go to the parents. So there's not really a lot of students. So how many students would you guys give or take? Because you did talk about earlier how you have 300 home and 200 away, which, by the way, if I'm, if I'm a home team, I don't, I don't think that's not the greatest thing. I feel like the away side, that's just my opinion, should have a little less just for the home field advantage side. So give or take, mm-hmm. how many students do you guys have when you add up all the parents and all that? How many students do you guys really have in your student section? Like if, in, a, in an average, I guess, in the two games. Cause you guys, have you guys had two home games or is it one away, one home so far? Are you talking about at the drive-ins or like usually well, you guys, like I'm a normal about, I'm talking about everything, just like drive-ins, everything in general. Yeah. 
because you guys have 300 tickets. You have for, even for football games too, because you guys have 300 tickets for the home games. Right. So for the drive, I think there was about 30 cars, maybe. Right. There and were, there was multiple people in the cars, obviously. Right. I would say like four or five people per car, and there were probably like 30 cars at the. I'm pretty sure all the seats were filled, all 300 at like or 200 at the away games that we were at. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I see later. Yeah. One more thing on the schedule, and then we'll move on. I see you guys play Millville uh, on my birthday, November seventh. Um, only reason I bring that up is because I'm over here in Orange County, like five minutes away from Angel Stadium, and obviously Mike Trout plays for the Angels, and he went to Millville. I mean, is do you guys have like a list of like big names that came through the school? You guys kind of have pride in like yesterday, you know. Someone that lived in the city I live in right now plays for the Braves and he had a home run. And everyone's like, oh, wow, he grew up here. Do you guys kind of have that feel with, like, some players? I mean, perhaps maybe you guys have some big names right now on the team. Actually, yeah. There's – um oh, I don't remember his name, but I remember them talking about it. There was one player I'm pretty sure he went through Williamstown that plays on a, um NFL team. But we do, like, overall have a lot of D1 players – which makes and sense. we also have um, Keon Sad. That makes sense. I mean, the defending state champs, I'm assuming you're going to have a big name of, uh, of uh, future stars. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, like football, I'm sure you guys come in on a Monday getting ready for that game on Friday and, you know, getting the prep work for, you know, the theme. You guys need posters, powder, you know, streamers, whatever it is you guys need. Do you guys have that? Like, you have to have a game plan. Like, hey, we're playing this team. This is our theme. These are the props that we need to get. And then, by the way, we have a volleyball game on Wednesday. We have to stop by and cheer them on as well. I'm like, what's the plan for you guys when you come in at the beginning of the week? So, basically, what we do, we don't really have set days that we put things out, but we have an Instagram um, and, a Twitter. We, and a Twitter that we put things out on. I think our, um, our Instagram has, like, over a 1,000 followers. Our Twitter, I think get all of our information out and then of course like our parents and other parents within Williamstown will put it out on Facebook and everything for anyone who like students and parents who would yeah. come to the games do you guys do homework on on like the opposing players like let's say you find out hey like the quarterback just broke up with his girlfriend let's go after him or maybe like you found the embarrassing photo of like <laughs> another player on the other team like hey let's get let's blow up that photo and kind of rattle the guys up do you guys do your homework on the opposing players we do know um, quite a bit about, and Our, we make signs about right. the drama, but it's kind of hard now because we're not in a stadium and we're at like a third party location. So we exactly. can't really like sneak this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like the last couple, well, the last game we played Kingsway and they're the dragons. So we made a sign saying slay the dragons, but we could have like maybe player but we wouldn't want to do that if it we're not there right like last year we had a lot of that like signs like specifically towards you know their mascot or certain yeah. player or stuff like that I, I like the creativity behind slay the dragon i wouldn't have thought of anything like that at all like seriously that's i mean i ran the so for you guys <laughs> to know, i ran my for my high school i ran aztec army which was uh well that's how i got with manny and everything he uh he we i was on like the first interview and now i'm here being a co-host which is insane but um, I've gotten in trouble in the past with uh, certain, like, of those types of signs of, quote-unquote, sneak dissing, as we say. Has there been a time where you guys have gotten in trouble right <laughs> <and they laughs> had to step forward and be like, let's cut it out? No. 
I don't think so, but there definitely probably was I mean, times where I don't think anybody really. Sometimes we like yell certain things that we're not supposed to, and then right. we're told oh, not okay. to, okay. but not anything about our Okay, because I, I, I know there are student sections that have gotten major trouble for that type of stuff, and then there's some student sections, like yours obviously, that haven't gotten in trouble. Either you guys are just really good at hiding it, or it's just like you guys like don't get in trouble. I don't know. It's one way or the other. But uh, I know some student sections that have gotten in major trouble for certain things, but I think you guys are on the right path. Well, let's hopefully you guys don't get in trouble for anything bad you guys said, but I think you guys will be all right. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty respectful overall. We don't, like, yeah. do anything not, not mean yeah like well, oh, yeah we don't over cross, the top yeah we over don't the top. Like, cross any lines like that game, you know but i get the intensity of a game where you, obviously you guys have probably gotten in trouble as you said for saying certain things you should have said i can understand the intensity of a certain game where you're going crazy and you want your team to win and you, right, gotta, do, right. you gotta do what you gotta do i think that's how you gotta explain it it kind of reminds me of my alma mater yeah. uh we chanted uh this tall seven-foot guy on the other team, rival school. I think he went to play, like, at New Mexico University. But uh, he had an acne problem, so he started chanting, you are ugly. And then we were told we cannot do that anymore. So the next time we played him, we started chanting, we started chanting you are pretty. And uh, they said, hey, okay, I guess that works. <laughs> but uh, it's weird because I grew up with that kid, but we just went separate ways, and he, he just didn't take care of his face. But uh, – but, uh, I mean, I, I get what you guys are doing. You, you, oh, you want you want to rattle them, but you don't want to go too far. And I, it sounds like you haven't you haven't pushed the ballot yet, which is good. Yeah, exactly. Like Aaron said, sometimes like a chant will break out in the student section that isn't the nicest things, and then, <laughs> yeah. you know our directors will have to come over and tell us to quiet down. But I mean, you know that when the ha- whole student section's doing right, and that's going to really happen. In, I mean, professional games too, and everything. So. You know, normally when you have a full, when you, when it's, when you're back to normal and you have a packed student section, you have the freshmen maybe sitting in the top row because they have to work their way down. You know, they have to earn their, their seat. But some kids, um, some freshman kids kind of get them, they're still in their shell. They just, they're fresh out of junior high. So they're not ready to embarrass themselves and go loud and go crazy. What do you do to encourage them to break out of their shell? I mean, I know some student sections have put their foot down and said, if you're not going to cheer here, go sit with your parents. This is a stand-up cheering section, embarrass yourself type of situation. I mean, how do you guys handle that to get the freshmen into yeah. the group? So we do have signs that, like, that say, like, be loud, or if you're not going to be loud, your sit mom. with your mom. We do, <laughs> we do signs. Um, um, but people honestly start going to the games. Like, I know I went in eighth grade. Like, I'd have my parents to the Friday ball games just so I could go. Right. Everyone is already incorporated into this culture and we're honestly just like a big family. We just love to support the boys. Exactly. We weren't technically allowed in the student section, but we would sit with our parents, still cheer and everything, run around, you know, outside the field. And think talk. They're pretty cool. Like I can't right. wait to do that. Like, yeah, exactly. Like we'll look up to everyone doing that. So we were excited to be there when we got to high school. So real quick, I got one last question, Manny, and I'm pretty sure well we can talk about the favorite the, the favorite part of how we like to end this with our favorite uh with, we're talking about food. Um we're both from the West Coast. You guys are obviously from the East Coast. My question to you guys is are there any weird traditions that your school has that maybe someone from the West Coast or someone that is not from New Jersey has? I guess more for just high school. Cause we've heard what was it? Was it llama soccer? Was it llama soccer? What was it? Manny can help me out. It was in Cleveland, Ohio. 
it was um, it was llama basketball. So they actually have like a tradition of doing something like that, or goat basketball. It was something like that. Do you guys have any? Oh, donkey basketball. Yeah, that's right. They had donkey a donkey basketball thing. Donkey basketball. That's what it was out in Ohio. It was the girls. It was the girls' student section. Shout out to them. And, but do you guys have any weird traditions? Any weird traditions? Any weird things you guys do? I guess for your school, whether it's student section uh, or just any- I what we do. I wouldn't say like well for the national anthem. Everybody, yeah, say that right. Like our whole football team will take off their helmets at the end of the national anthem when they go, you know, and the home of the brave, and they'll turn around up their helmets and then they'll shout and the home of the braves because and everybody for the braves along. and then everybody chants along with it and says and the home of the braves. So that's something. Yeah, but there's a powerhouse football program yeah. here called St. John Bosco, and they do the same thing. They're called the Braves. And so if whenever they play modern day in the CIU championship, they'll do the same thing, home of the Braves. But, uh, yeah, it seems like you have to take advantage of that. If you're called the Braves, you might as well go all out. But, yeah, exactly. You know, um, I don't want to bring it up, and I feel like the name Braves isn't offensive at all. It, it's not, you know, it's not offensive. I don't think it is, you know, um, has anyone ever, because I played, I went to Canyon and we're called the Comanches. Bandon went to Palm Desert and they're called the Aztecs. Mm-hmm. I don't find Comanches or Aztecs offensive, nor, nor Braves. But has anyone ever brought that idea saying, oh, it, may, it might be time for Williamstown to change your name? Because I, I would find it like that's absurd. You know, it's, it's not, it's not Redskins. Redskins might seem somebody might be pushy, but not Braves. Has anyone ever brought that up? Because I, I know, I feel like, like Bandon and myself, we have a lot of pride in the school we went to. And I feel like you guys have a lot of pride in Williamstown. No, I think because we have so much pride, it's more of like, like a respect thing, you know, like we're not like big or anything or any name, you know, I think everyone just kind of plays along with it. And our, I think we changed our symbol to a W instead of a the, Braves head. Yeah. Or maybe I'm they just sure. changed the design. I'm not sure, but they definitely did something with that. Right, because we do have the Braves head for like our symbol on like some of our shirts and everything. But Yeah, but we also have the, the W. Yeah, so we kind of use them interchangeably. Yeah, but no one's really brought it up. It hasn't seemed to be like have been an issue. My alma mater did the same thing. We used to have the uh, the bone arrow with the feather on it, and now it's just a C. So uh, it's not. <laughs> I love that. I love that that helmet logo we used to have. But anyway, guys, we're, uh, final question. We're almost out of here. And, and again, thanks for being on. Um, I know it's pretty late over there in Jersey, but uh, this is a question that started with Van in, uh, in our second ever episode: food. Um, I went to Trenton, New Jersey twice in a month span, a couple years ago for work. And the only place I can go to was like a chicken spot and a pizza place. If I ever went back, let's say we had enough funding and we went to check out the Williamstown Chop House, what local mom and pop shop should I go out and try and try like a, a food place? And I'm not talking about, you know, the, the big names like Chick-fil-A or Raising Cane's or In-N-Out or Waffle House. I mean, like the local mom and pop shop you guys probably go to after a game or after school. I, I, I don't them. really know about that one. We don't really have a lot of them. I know the Grindstone and Ivy and Main just open. That's pretty big for a lot of people around here. But usually after games, people go, yeah, or Geet's. Oh, Geet's, Geet's Diner. Yep. That would probably Geet's be Geet's Diner is like a staple in Williamstown. Geet's so Diner. So if I go to Geet's Diner, what am I getting? Ooh, I, don't I know. get the pancakes. They have really good breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it just plain pancakes or we're talking like chocolate chip and blueberry? Like, or like, is it just plain? 
I get chocolate chip banana pancakes, and you can get a scoop of I- vanilla ice cream on the side with a glass of orange juice. <laughs> get out of town. Get out of here. I, I think that's just the fact that you brought up <laughs> pancakes has got me, like, already tired. Like, it's already carb-loading. The word's already uh, – it's already got enough carbs in the word. And I got to go to the gym, so now I, I, I probably got to do that tomorrow. <laughs> I can't do pancakes <laughs> I can't right, do can- I, have- I haven't had cannolis and I can't do pancakes. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> sweet food. I don't know. I, I think oh, it's sweet man. Food. All right. One last question. One last my question. My two favorite. I got one last question for my East Coast people. I have never been to White Castle. I know that is pretty big out there in the East Coast. I don't know if you've been to White Castle, but I need to know, is it underrated or overrated? I have no idea what White Castle is. You know what White Castle is? That's like a bit anytime no. I was in New York, I saw nine White Castles. And there are none in the West Coast. There the, I mean, I'm in Arizona, so I see like one or two. But it's like the equivalent of McDonald's. I don't know. You've never heard of White Castle. That might be a Midwest thing. Kind of like I saw like nine or ten in when I was in the <laughs> East Coast. Like I went there, I went to Boston, like I went everywhere. Like DC, like every, pretty much like I was in New Jersey. I was on the shore, so like I was around that. But no, I saw a lot of White Castles. All right. I don't have one in Williamstown. Looks like Williamstown avoids the White Castle, which, by the way, it's not that great. So it's a victory for you guys. I'm (laughs) I'm taking your word for it. I'm taking your word, man. (laughs) Ladies, thanks for being on. I mean, the idea where you guys had the drive, the drive-in or drive-through student section thing was was pretty awesome, and I hope you guys can try to do that again. And if not, hopefully you guys get to go back in the stands when when you know this COVID thing finally goes away and we can finally have normal lives. But uh. Anyway, ladies, uh, thanks a lot. Be safe and, and best of luck. Hopefully, we'll talk to you ladies soon. All right. Thank you so much for having best us. Luck to you guys. Thank you. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach Yom here at the Student Section Reports. We're so excited that we're growing to national prominence. So, we've seen a lot of different student sections from all over the country, not just Southern California and Northern California, but we're probably in your state and still growing. If you want more information, check it out online go to the studentsectionreport.com and you can see all the different happenings we've got different voting going on we got different announcements you can find all of our social media links it's definitely amazing and you know what the big thing about voting is we want to be in your state we want to see who is the best and the brightest and the most fiercest and most spirited student section so go ahead and vote if you see it there hey send us a message and tell us you're out there we want to know You know, if there's a school out there near you that we should come check out or that we should talk about or that we should contact, and maybe we can, that would be great. But if you know your other school and your school's already there, go ahead and vote for them for student section of the week. You can vote as many times. It's amazing. And we're looking for sponsors. So if you're in the local market, anywhere in the United States of America, we need you as a sponsor. We want to make sure that we continue to uh, brighten and uh, bless all the other students and schools that are out there in this world, but at the same time, give you the exposure that you need. So please contact us. If you're interested, we're interested as well. Thanks for sharing. Peace. Guys, welcome back. Episode 38, the Student Sexual Report podcast. Manny Alvarez, is your host. Benny Clark, uh, the former Aztec Army leader over at Palm Desert, filling in for Chris Hume as my co-host. Ben, we just finished talking to Williamstown's Chop House. We're going to go uh, a little closer from where we're at over in Indiana and talking to the Brownsburg Bone Zone. We're talking to Carmen Siebens, Ella Hart, Shane Miller, and Evan Albright. Guys, thanks for being on. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Of course. Yes, thank uh, you for having us. 
Of course. And uh, first off, let's just get the elephant out of the room. Obviously, we're still dealing with, with uh, COVID-19, and it seems like there's a third wave coming in. Hopefully, it's not as bad as the last two. Um, for me, I lost my father to COVID-19 in the summer. It's been tough. But uh, how have you guys handled uh, just the situation in general with your social life and your school life, and, and especially just the student section life? Because obviously, it's not the same. <laughs> you can't pack the house without a mask, you know, it's, it's either limited. And if you show up, you have to have your mask on. How have you guys handled the whole situation so far? I think that, uh, like our school has handled it really well. Uh, our, like our superintendent had a plan going in from the beginning. We haven't had to go online at all. Like our school has been in person since day one, which I thought was really impressive. And our athletic departments had a really good plan for our student section at games. Like we're spaced out. And, you know, there's rules in place. And, you know, if something were to happen, we want to make it so that if you come to a game and you come support our athletics, you don't have to worry about getting COVID because we have these guidelines in place. I'm glad you guys are being safe. And I've seen videos of you guys being safe and, and being at the games. And it sounds like you guys are, uh, are ahead of the game. You guys got to go to the games. So that's good. And it's good because uh, the Bulldogs are 7-1. You know, so they're off to a very good uh, – they're having a pretty good season right uh, so far. I'm sure that's got to be helpful to attract the students to go to the games and cheer on their school. I mean, if it's, if there are one win, seven losses, it probably wouldn't be an attraction. I mean, how helpful is it to have top quality football program on the field? It definitely, it's definitely a very helpful thing because like we have D one players on offense and defense and just that alone, I kind of attracts more people and gets people looking and get really excited because we, we also have those big plays players like Preston Terrell or Luke Lacey. They're going to make big plays constantly, which gets our crowd hype. I like the little shout out that you brought out there, my man. I, I do like that a lot. Now you guys obviously have a good football program. We talked about seven and one. I understand from a student section perspective, my freshman year, our team went one and nine. And then my sophomore year to my senior year, we won league. And there was obviously a big – there were a lot more students, as you know, because if you start winning games, more people are going to come. Who are – if you guys know just from the top of your head, um, talking about D1 players, do you have any notable alumni that have, like, played sports, whether that's not just football but basketball, all sports? Gordon Hayward is the main – a big one. Gordon Hayward, get out of town. Yeah. I've, we've heard Jay – I've been on this show twice. Well, I've been on it more times when I was actually on the podcast. I know Brentwood had Jalen Ramsey and Darius Garland. Did you guys have Gordon Hayward? That's wow. a major flex. Anyone yeah. else? I know there's a, there could be a couple more. The, we have Drew Storen. We have Lance yeah. Lynn. And we have Tucker Barnhart. And we also have the recent injury of the cyclist, Chloe Dagger. I think I got Lance Lynn as well, too. That's impressive. He's been doing really good so far pitching-wise. As I was say, it seems like you guys are more of a baseball school. There's a lot of baseball players. <laughs> yeah, we had a span where we were just really good at baseball. So I think this class of, like, our, our senior class this year and our past classes, we're going to have a lot of really good football players come out of our program. But in the past, we've definitely had a lot of really good baseball players. Absolutely. And uh... – as soon as I saw Gordon Hayward and the notable alumni, for some reason I kept thinking of Dak Prescott and then the Hayward thing. The ankle like, injury. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's about the same, man. It's it's tough. Yeah, and I mean I'm sure that I'm sure that broke your guys' hearts when you saw that because it's one of your own when when that happened a couple First of years ago. First game of the um, season too. You got a fat contract. But uh, man, that man that man's recovering. He's been one of the leaders for Boston. But uh, anyway, getting the elephant out of the room and talking about football, you know. 
And uh, uh, we know Bannon's got to leave. He's got he got school over at ASU. Uh, Bannon, I'll go ahead and let you uh, finish out uh, whatever questions you have. Yeah, um, I think my last question for you guys is what you talked about being able to be at school. I'm at Arizona State, and I was obviously from California like Manny. Um, everything in California was pretty much shut down. Now, coming to Arizona for our sports, we're really limited. We, we can't really go to the games due to Pac-12. But you guys talk about spacing and actually being able to have somewhat of a student section. How many students are you guys looking at for games? Is, are you guys at stadiums full capacity? What's the percentage if that's the case? We're about 160 students because yeah. normally we have community members come. Normally we have parents come. So each player gets, I think, four tickets for family members. And cheerleaders and then the rest, as well. Yeah, cheerleaders get ones too. And then the rest of us, there's only about enough room for 160 students. And that's including our section where the pet band normally sits. So our student section is where our student section normally is, plus like our end zone area. So it's not very many kids, but it means that the kids that do show up are the ones that are really committed to like being there and being loud and really supporting our teams. So it still provides a great atmosphere, like with those kids, because you, you, may, you may have the 400 kids coming normally, but you have the 200 of them that just sit there on their phones and talk to their friends constantly and aren't even paying attention. So this is the group of kids yeah. that's very into the game and keeping it upbeat energy. And that was the hardest thing for me running a student section was getting everyone involved. But the fact that you guys are able to have, not even just with the whole situation, but being able to have a group of committed people to just really show up to the games, that's the best feeling in the world right there. And that's what makes your guys a student section, I guess, really diverse and makes it happen. Anywho, I apologize. I never have ever really left this, but I have a registration for my classes, spring 2021. Manny, I appreciate it. Real quick, closing off, thank you to everyone that's watched. And uh, best of luck to you guys this year, man. For real, best of luck to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, man. Uh, handle, handle what you got to do over at Arizona State. We'll talk soon, man. Take care. All right. Thank you, Manny. All right, guys. Um, you know, uh, like many, I, I'm sure, like, what, what's your plan coming in on a Monday? Let's say you got a volleyball game on, on a Wednesday, and then you have that football game on Friday. What do you guys come in planning-wise, you know, saying, hey, here's our theme. Here's the props we need to get. Here's, you know, the posters and the powder. I mean, what's your game plan coming in on a Monday for, uh, for your games? We already have, like, preset spirit days from the beginning. So we already have – we just, like, start posting stuff on our socials and, like, on the Brownsburg student stuff. And just really getting it out to everybody, like letting them know, like, hey, this week's pink out, for instance. And throughout the week, we, like, figure out where our schedules lie and whether or not, like, who can make to the games during the week. And so we just basically make sure that there's one person, at least one person every game. And then we can all usually make the football games. And then also throughout, like, the week, um, usually around, like, Thursday or Wednesday, we try to make, like, so we get spray paint and sheets and we'll like spray paint the sheets for like a one is usually aimed towards the team we're playing and one is aimed towards the spirit day and then so we all get together and we make those like this past week we actually were able to have like um, a tailgate which is the first time we've been able to have that all year and um, we were able to have some students come out and make posters and signs and stuff before the game Impress. I mean, uh, the fact that it just seems like you guys are kind of back to normal with, with everything you've been doing. Um, now, we talk to student sections a lot, and, you know, some student sections do their homework. Like, if they find out the opposing quarterback broke up with his girlfriend, they're going to go – they're going to they're gonna rattle the guy. Or they find that embarrassing photo of, like, the linebacker at, you know, at the beach or whatever, all beach over here in California. But, 
they find that embarrassing photo of the linebacker. Do you guys go out like, let's blow up that photo, let's rattle the quarterback? I mean, it's all fun and games, but I mean, is it something you guys kind of do to do your homework and kind of get in their heads? We do. We, we do do it a little bit, like trash talking, like during the games, and like there's some stuff because some schools they're obviously all mostly around us that we played, except for Saint Xavier. So like we know a lot of the people, but our uh, our uh, athletic director and people are very keen on sportsmanship. So they they have a, a line that we can't cross. So it kind of depends. I on feel the situation. like if yeah, I feel like if we do ever like maybe get in a little bit of a Twitter fight or something like that. It's never us like finding an embarrassing photo. It's mm. us responding to something that another team has sent. Like earlier in the year, um, the Avon, uh, the Avon Oriole Army, which is our rival school, like has been for a long, long time. They found a TikTok video of one of our players and they put it on their Twitter and we found it. And so we kind of, we found some photos of them at their games where they weren't so socially distanced and we kind of pushed back because like, if you're going to insult one of our players, like we're going to make sure that, you know, like you're messing with us and we're here to support our team no matter what. All right. It's kind of like a family thing. Like, yeah, you, you mess yeah. with little brother. We're going to come after you something, which I don't have no sure. problem with. I understand. And, uh, you know, we had the Avon Oriole army on not too long ago. In fact, Vanny was filling in uh, as my co-host that time too. Um, and we told them, you know, we're brand new to covering coast-to-coast -coast student section stuff. And so we're not really totally familiar with every state, including Indiana. We told them, what student section should we look out for outside of Avon? And they mentioned you guys. So, I mean, I mean, I went to high school. and we, I mean, rivalries, it's more of, you know, there's some respect. But once the game starts, obviously, there's bad blood. Mm -hmm. Is it the same thing with you guys? Like, hey, like, if the game starts, there's bad blood. But outside of that, it's all good. Yeah, and for Avon, there's like, bad blood at all times. Yeah. <laughs> like with every sport, it's every sport all year long. There's always bad blood between both schools. But I mean, off we tried field, to. I mean, we're so close. Yeah, and like before the football, before our rival week, we were like talking to the other team and everything, and trying to like figure out ways that we could hype it up and everything between both schools. Um, I don't really know if there's. I don't really know of other student sections that are like, you know, as top tier as like Brownsburg is because we're one of the best ones out there. If like not to brag, yeah. we really are. I mean, and yeah, too, I think... we have like a student section, like a banner that um, Wish TV, one of the news stations, votes on for like the best student section of the year. And it was in 2018, two years ago, we won. And we've been in the top three in previous years, top two. So like we always go pretty far in that, if not win. I think once you've seen us, especially during like a normal situation, not necessarily COVID, even COVID, but like, I think once you've seen us, it's kind of hard to top it. Kind of helps that you guys uh, handled Avon pretty well last month, their 20 oh, point yeah. victory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easy to You should have seen yeah, the Avon stands at the end of the game. No one. <laughs> no. Oh, you have another big one uh, this Friday. Against Hamilton Southeastern, they're six and two. They have a pretty good student section as well. That is canceled. Uh, I mean, so that just, just got canceled, actually. Yeah, they had they had yeah. Wow. Yes. They had a, yeah, COVID outbreak, so they had to cancel. Yeah, so it's not just the NFL. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> going forward, I think it sounds like you guys have playoff games after this, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. We play Pike. I thought we played Avon. We play Avon, Avon. our first we round. We do play Avon. Avon's we our do. first round at Avon. Pike and Carmel's in the sectionals. 
So we have whoever like wins Avon. We're gonna play Avon like and we'll play Carmel. It seems for like for Avon, I mean, it's like, you know what, they probably want to get this victory. Like you can take the regular mm -hmm. season one. We'll take the one that counts. For you guys, I mean, how are you guys going to prep to make sure that your, your, your football team is ready to go for this game? Because one loss and it's over. Oh, definitely yeah. hype it up. Yeah. I mean, even more they than the know everything's time. on the line. This happened yeah. last year, too. We had a, a sectional game against them. And um, this is they were ranked above us at that point, And, like, everyone thought they were going to win. And we were like, we're not, we're not losing this game. Like, we lost to them in regular season last year. And we're like, we're not losing them in sectionals. Like, this is the game that really matters. So, I think no matter what, like, our football team – a lot of those players take – they take football seriously. Like, they all know what's on the line, and they know that, like, we have this student section, so if they let us – if they have a bad game and we don't win in a really important game like that, like, the students know and the students care. So I think our whole school will really be behind them during that game, no matter what. So I think – I think they'll feel the pressure and they'll know that, like, this is the game that you really have to – this is the game that matters. Like, one big thing yeah. that I've learned about from being a spirit coordinator is, like, the relationships with the actual players play, mm -hmm. like, a huge part. Like, throughout the week, I'm telling our quarterback, Ben Easters, like, hey, bud, like, you ready for the game? And he's always, like, excited and ready to go. And just really for that week, we're just going to have to, like, get on them and be like, hey, you got, like, you got to show out Friday. Like, we're all behind you. We're supporting you. You just got to go ball. Absolutely. Same with, like, Luke Lacey, our wide receiver. I have classes with him, and I'll talk to him about it, too. And he's always real hype about the games and everything. Now, it's, it kind of helps the fact that you guys got to experience, you know, we, we beat them in the regular season, and then they beat us in the playoffs. It could happen the other way around. So it sounds like you guys are prepared. Um, now, as far as uh, the freshmen, I mean – so when you have the full student section, the freshmen normally sit in the back, which makes sense. They, they have to earn their, their seat when they move down. But they're, they're fresh out of junior high. They're still in their shell. They're, you know, they don't want to embarrass themselves, which is kind of the whole point of being part of that student section. You have to embarrass yourselves and go wild. How do you guys get them out of their shell to kind of go crazy? I mean, we've had some student sections where they finally put their foot down later in the year and saying, if, you don't want to be, if you're not going to go crazy, go sit with your parents. This is a crazy student section type of thing. So, like, especially during the day, whenever, because you dress up for the spirit day at school, um, I will go to, like, big groups of freshmen, especially, and, like, take their picture and everything. And then, um, so, like, the next week, then they want to be in that picture. So, then they have more people that are dressed up. Or, like, the days before, I'll be like, don't be lame, dress up. Because, like, especially in, like, big classes, like, weightlifting and everything, who have, like, many grades. And um, then you're just like, dress up. This is the spirit day. Don't be lame. Like, have fun. This is supposed to be fun and everything. And then also, like, the pictures that we take on Friday, then people want to start being in those pictures. So then they dress up for previous or next weeks. Um, I say especially this year, there's not as many underclassmen because of the limited tickets and priorities because obviously seniors get priority because they don't have many games left. But – the the freshmen or sophomore that do get to go or that are there, they they usually stand at the beginning and over time that some of the energy fades and we have to go up there and just re-energize them, talk to them, get them re-hyped up, get them to stand back up and get more like re-engaged back into the game. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah, like, like I'm an outgoing person. So like 
as the game goes on and sometimes they start to sit down, I'll literally run up the stands and I will go sit there and I will talk to them. And then even in the boot defense and because defense is when we just get really loud. I'm like, Hey, you guys want to start a defense chant? And they're like, yeah, let's do it. Cause I think it's the coolest thing ever to start their own chant. And so I get all of them and they all start doing their own chant. And then they think it's the coolest thing. And they just continue to cheer with us throughout the season and more and more ended up showing up to the games. And Mm -hmm. actually towards the end, we actually had like quite a bit of freshmen there. Yeah. There was a bunch of people there. All grades. That kind of answered my next question. I was saying, like, it seems like the, the one concern about that is, will the freshmen be ready, you know, in the next few years to kind of keep, you know, keep the student, the school spirit alive at the school? Because sometimes, like, like football, you know, leadership isn't, isn't ready to go the next year and the student section takes a seat back. But uh, it sounds like they, they might be ready when, when you guys uh, head out to college. Um, wanted, to, wanted to go on a side note. Carmen, are you on the clock? <laughs> yes i actually am for like 10 more minutes (laughs) okay you know uh yeah we're almost out of here but uh guys thinking on a few more questions you know uh we we've seen some student sections that might go overboard and over the line with a chant or or you know maybe someone in the back in the back of the student section will start chanting something that's you know inappropriate I mean, have you guys ever had, had to handle that situation where the admins had to stop you or you guys had to go in and stop them? Or worst case, or worse yet, you know, I, I cover high school sports or the local newspaper over here. You know, the media catches on and we have to write the article of the situation that happened. Have you guys ever had to deal with a situation like that? We've had I think that. not we, necessarily this year, but in previous yes. years, I know that we've had to. I have um, dealt with multiple situations. Well, um, it's like situations was, where they just want to say something and then they like ask us and we're like no <laughs> like we can't do that yeah, yeah especially I since we have us five, like especially this year like, since we have less people there was one game where there was a specific like a loud for like a guy who was yelling and somebody across the field like one of the um camera guys for our school came over and was like so i can hear somebody over here yelling the f word like can you control that and we're like Yes, but that's been the only situation I can think of really this year. Yeah, and I think us five take it pretty seriously. Like, if someone's saying something out of line, we're going to say something. And if it gets to the point where, like, we can't control it and it's a group of guys or a group of girls that are really taking it too far and we can't, you know, they're not listening to us five, we kind of get to the point where, like, admin, our, our, you know, our, uh, our principals, all four, like, all five of our principals are at every game our athletic director and our assistant athletic director at every game. Um, Every once in a while, our superintendents are at our games. So like, there's a lot of admin there and they're always in front of the student section. They just, you know, they stand on the edge of the field. So like, if something gets out of hand and we can't control it, the admin's right there to be like, hey, either stop talking or leave. And we have school resource officers at games that are behind us with that too. So like, it's never gotten to the point where like, we've had to have a big media story about it or you know, it's gotten too far because I think everyone knows like this is a, a really, it's almost like it's a really special part of our school is our student section. And like, you can't, we can't mess that up because then we like us five get the bad rap and the school gets the bad rap. And that's not fair because it, this is something that our school prides ourselves on. And like, you're really going to mess that up because you wanted to say something dumb. Like, I feel like people get it. So we have one. 
I cover high school sports for the paper over here, and I'm the student section guy for that paper. And I feel like a ro broken record player every time it happens. I tell people, you represent the football team, the school, the teachers, the alumni, and that community. You say something bad, and people are going to assume that community is, is trash. They, there's inappropriate and unprofessional, and it's unfortunate because it's just one person, and everybody else has to take the hit. So uh, it's, it's nice that you guys are aware, like, hey, one person can just ruin this for everybody around us. So uh, it's real smart that you guys thought of that. You know, normally the reason why we do this, this podcast and the website is because I, you know, I was part of the student section many years ago. And then we you know, obviously Bannon uh, over in, in, the, in the Palm Springs area. And normally what we've seen the last few years is the student section will so we'll get like a pat on the back and that's it. They, they, don't get, they don't get recognized as much as they should. You know, some student sections will, like you guys said, that the local TV station, you know, gives you guys recognition. But I see the work you guys, that goes behind the scenes with you guys and many other student sections. And that's why we wanted to do this, do this thing where we have the student sections in a platform that kind of give them the recognition they deserve. What's the... Uh, What's the, you know, the recognition you guys get from the, from the football players and the administration and the community of our Bransford? So after our first game, specifically, I remember this because everyone was kind of, they weren't really sure what, what to expect of the student section. And our first home game was on ESPN2 against St. X. And after that game, we got the athletic director. He messaged us in our group and said that that's the most proud he's been of the student section since he's been there. Um, I know I had, I know me and one of the other spirit coordinators, we both had several football players message us on different apps and everything, just message us saying like, keep it up. That was so hype. Like that was really good. And they, they loved the energy and everything. So like, I think that it meant a lot more that, like, to us, especially this year, because we didn't know what to expect either, but we were, everyone was really loud and it was really fun still. And not just the football players, the cheerleaders this year, with it being less, you can hear them, the cheerleaders more, obviously, but we do, we have been doing like the chants more with them and they have liked that a lot more because they've been noticed more and they've, they've been more involved in the game and with the student sections and cheering than in past years. So that's been another good bonus. Um, yeah, I feel some like we had Wish TV at our game last week and actually I ended up getting on the news for them just like showing that we wanted the banner because they have like this zone eight banner that they give out to the best student section in the state. And so, I mean, I got recognition on national television and then also I got to sing the national anthem last week because I'm close to the athletic director and I got to link up with him and ask him if I could. And I feel like that probably boosted me to be able to, you know, sing that in front of everyone. That was a cool experience. Yeah. I feel like the whole school, like I mentioned it earlier, like it's, something that our school takes like a ton of pride in is our student section like kids who maybe never even go to a game but like know what it is will mention like well we won the banner like to friends from other schools so I think like the recognition that we get just from like the student body as a whole is really cool because like it's kind of a weird experience like when we all became spirit coordinators like it, this is a totally you can only really do it one year of high school and like people were like, oh, you're a spirit coordinator? Like, that's so cool. Like, you know, that must be a really fun experience. Like, um, you know, all this stuff because they know what that title means. They know that that means that you're in charge and like you represent this huge, like amazing thing that our school has. So I think it's kind of cool to be like, like everyone kind of knows what 
our student section's about, like in the community, community members know what it's about. They're like, you know, people from local businesses know about our student section. They're like, hey, you guys won the banners. And these are people that maybe never even went to Brownsburg High School, but they know how important it is. So I think that was, I think just like the community as a whole, really everyone is like, they kind of know what it's about. And they're like, yeah, y'all did a good job at that game. Or, you know, you guys were really on it. And I think that's really, really special. You know, I also know I think, I'll go ahead. I also know that all the teachers are, uh, all the teachers are like told that we are spirit coordinators. Cause my brother has come up or has told me like, Hey, this today, my teacher asked me if I was your brother because they saw that you were on the spirit coordinator list. So I just thought that was something cool that literally like all of Brownsburg knows that we are spirit coordinators. You know, and I uh, wanted to go one thing before I get to the final question. You know, Shane brought up, you know, the cheerleaders give you guys the recognition. I, you know, if I'm not coming to any football games or basketball games, I go check out student sections. Just uh, on the student section guy here in Southern California. And sometimes I'll see, you know, the cheerleaders want to start cheering and then the band starts playing. Or the band wants to play and then the student section starts chanting. So it seems like people step on each other's toes. Do you guys coordinate with the band and the cheerleaders uh, to make sure you guys aren't like stepping on each other, uh, each other's toes? Well, this year, so this year bands, we don't have a pet band. Yeah, the band hasn't been there. So we haven't had to deal with the aspect of us going overlapping them. But with the cheerleaders, I know uh, like, especially me and Evan, we're really close with two of like the like quote unquote captain cheerleaders. And we talk constantly between them with whether what cheers we're going to do at what times we're going to do whenever we start a defense chance they they join us and we try not to at any time they're doing a cheer we try not to start one because we know that makes them mad and it's just kind of drowning out their sound which is rude and pointless yeah I feel like in years past we haven't been as coordinated with the cheerleaders like I've had teachers tell me they're like you know the student section's cheering over the cheerleaders but this year like I think COVID's kind of helped that that like we can actually talk to the cheerleaders and be like, hey, when are you doing this cheer? I'll make sure to make sure that everyone else knows to do it. Like when we do certain chants, we try to add the cheerleaders into it if it's not a cheer that they normally do. Um, like even when we did have bands, the cheerleaders had cheers that went to a lot of the pet band songs. So like now, even though the band isn't there, we still like the energy is still there that they had, I guess. Perfect. I, yeah, I kind of feel a lot of students actually, a lot of bands have to, had to take the backseat a lot uh, this year. So I, I guess it kind of helps that you don't have to step on other toes outside of the chair. But uh, yeah. finally, we always talk about food. And I think you guys entered in the end of the first segment. We're talking about food with, with Williamstown. I've only been to, in, I've only been to Indiana once, Indianapolis, Indy 500, uh, when I used to work for ESPN. So I'm not familiar with the local mom and pop shops in Indiana. If for some reason I want to go check out, let's say the Brownsburg Avon game, where's the local mom and pop shop I have to go eat? And I'm not talking about, you know, Waffle House, White Castle, or, you know, Chick-fil-A. I'm talking about that, that place you guys go to after the game or after school. Flapjacks. Do you guys have a Flapjacks? Do we have a flap? No, we, we have a, that sounds like a pancake place. We have a like small mom and pop pancake spot. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. It. It's we don't have like a local lot of diner like, to Indy. There's also a, uh, a place called Mug and Bun that mm. ha has uh, homemade root beer. 
and like root beer floats and shakes and that is a very good place that's like kind of an indie favorite like not necessarily just brownsburg favorite that's like indie like if you go to indie that's a place that everyone says no matter where you're from near indie it's like go to mug and bun mug and bun is so good i love mug and bun now if i go to flapjacks what am i getting oh oh Gosh, everything's good there. You got biscuits Dude, and gravy. Yeah, like everything's good. You, you biscuits got and gravy and pancakes. Mm. Different types of pancakes. Oh, my goodness. You got these peanut butter cup pancakes. Double it's chocolate pancakes. Chocolate. Oh. Diabetes on a plate. It's facts. Like I just mentioned, you know, I'm going to the gym after this, but the fact that people bring up the word pancakes <laughs> is enough carbs for me just to like, sleep on the couch. Uh, <laughs> But I got to try it. But uh, guys, you know, thanks for being on. You know, we, we've we've been hearing about how how amazing your school uh, spirit is. And we've been doing the student section of the week. And guys have been on, on the top every week there. So um, it's it's nice to, to hear you guys. And, and, and you know, uh, hopefully you guys can match the, the top quality football program you guys have going on. Best of luck in the playoffs. Best of luck the rest of the way. Be safe. And hopefully we'll talk to you guys soon. All right. All right awesome. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for having thank you. us. Hey guys, Manny Alvarez, Coach Chris Hume here from the Student Section Report. Guys, we have been national and we've been hearing these student sections from coast to coast, seeing the best student sections over in Maine, Florida. We obviously know about Southern California. Soon we'll see from from Washington all the way to Michigan and, and, and Minnesota. Guys, go to our website, studentsectionreport.com. Check out the watch list. Check out our links to our podcasts. And most definitely, go ahead and vote for the Student Section of the Week in your state. Keep voting as much as you can. If you're stuck in line at, at the grocery store, go ahead and vote as many times as you can. If you're stuck, you're stuck in line at the DMV or you're just bored at school, man, go ahead and go to your phone to vote. Reload the website. Vote again. Vote as many times as you can for your school or your favorite school. If we're missing you guys out, go ahead and message us. Let us know, hey, man, you're missing out on us. I mean, what a great opportunity to vote. What a great time for sponsorship as well, Chris. Yeah, man, I'm so excited. I mean, I know the other states that we've been into, Georgia, Tennessee, uh, I mean, like, th those guys are, like, so crazy. Oklahoma, man, we've got a lot of different states that have been on the show, and we still need to explore more. So we're looking forward to hearing from you. I mean, just already in our few first few episodes of season two, we've hit the 85,000 vote mark. We've hit the 175,000 vote mark. I mean, that's insane. I mean, could you imagine? I would love to hit 250,000, quarter of a million votes in one week, that would be, I mean, un, I would be astonished. I mean, just in, in the short amount of time. So uh, we're growing and we want you to grow with us. So, hey, Manny, I mean, I don't know about you, but do you think we can hit that quarter million vote in one week? Absolutely. And if we do that, I mean, this is a perfect time to be a sponsor. So go in and sponsor us. They'll see your advertisement on our website when they vote over and over and over again, and they'll see your sponsorship. You can be the official source of the student section craze that's growing and growing now. Now that we're going coast to coast. So a uh, win-win for everyone all around. Go ahead and check it out, studentsectionreport.com. Be our sponsor and go ahead and vote as many times as you can and listen to our podcast. And we'll see you out there on the sidelines. Peace! Guys, welcome back. I'm Manny Alvarez here, your host, episode 38 of the Student Section Report podcast. I am all alone. Uh, Chris Kilm couldn't make it today. Ben and Clark filled in as our co-host. He had to leave early. So this will be a short third segment. But just a quick recap of our guest today, Special thanks to the Williamstown Chop House and the Brownsburg Bone Zone. Uh, 
first off, in a Williamstown chop house, the idea of the drive-through or driving a watch party is amazing. Hopefully they have enough funding to make that consistent. Obviously they have all the other alternatives, home game, they can, you know, possibly try to get a small student section there or maybe do another alternative watch party, maybe at the school. But uh, yeah, it seems like, you know, the attraction of one of the best football programs in New Jersey is, is bringing a full house uh, student section wise, whether again, be a, a drive-in, <laughs> drive-through uh, watch party or something else. But uh, it seems like they, 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 make, they, they know how to rattle a student section without going overboard, or excuse me, not a student section, but rattle a football team without going overboard. And uh, a very fantastic and fun group to talk to uh, with Olivia and Aaron leading the way. Brownsburg Bone Zone, you know, uh, same thing. Another top quality football program that attracts the the, the kids to show up. And uh, Brownsburg has been playing it safe and, and showing up at uh, at the fullest capacity they can possibly can uh, can fill it up with. And we've been doing student section of the week nominations every week, uh, which we'll have this week. No voting this week. Uh, it's a lot a lot of work to, for me to put in. A uh, one man show over here with no pay. So. Uh, I still have my, my, my side, my full-time job uh, on top of this, but uh, Brownsburg has been a nomination almost every week. And, you know, uh, it's been them, Avon, Hamilton Southeast, uh, which was supposed to be a game this week, but that got postponed. Uh, again, you know, COVID has, has been in the way. But the Bone Zone has been there and they've been going crazy. They've, they've behaved at the most part and uh, it seems like they, they have their A game and they're ready to go. And they begin the recognition they deserve, not just from the, 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 local media, but from the football players and the administration. And uh, this is a, a student section that brings the smoke and they're ready to go and ready to bring the A game. You know, if someone, ta someone takes a, a shot at their team, they're going to go after them. So it's kind of like a family unit type of thing. So, uh, you know, they, they, they bring the bone, uh, you know, pun intended. But a, a fantastic show, a special thanks to Williamstown and, and Brownsburg. They, they brought the heat today and a phenomenal job by both student sections. Guys, that's our show. Uh, First, real quick, go ahead and follow Bannon Clark, our fill-in co-host. Again, special thanks to Bannon for filling in for uh, a segment and a half. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, Bannon Clark One. That's capital B, then A N N O N, capital C L A R K One. Bannon Clark One. That's on Twitter. On Instagram, go ahead and follow him at Bannon.Clark. That's B-A-N-N-O-N dot C-L-A-R-K. Go ahead and give him a follow. Special thanks to Bannon. Hopefully, we'll talk to him soon. Um, our host, Chris Hume, go ahead, our co-host, sorry, Chris Hume, follow him at coach.hume on Instagram, Coach Hume on Twitter. So go ahead and give him a follow. And go ahead and give us a follow, Student Section Report on Twitter and Instagram. On Instagram, it's Student Sec Rep. That's S-T-U-D-E-N-T-S-E-C-T-R-E-P. And then on Twitter, it's so it's capital S-T-U-D-E-N-T, capital S-E-C-T, capital R-E-P. And then go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram. That's Manny A2, M-A-N-N-Y-A-2. And then on Twitter, capital M, capital A-L-V-A-R-E-Z-0-2 on Twitter. Guys, we already have a guest ready for next week. Uh, we just posted the Louisiana student section watch list, and we already got a student section for Louisiana that's going to check us out. Check, uh, check out the student section. It's the uh, Rustin uh, Catbox Crew, I believe. 
So yeah, Rust and Catbox crew, they'll be on next week. We might have the Lafayette student section over in Mississippi. So we're gonna have a Southern student section. So maybe bringing back the Waffle House in and out wars. And Coach Chris Hume, I'm sure if he hears a, yeah, those two guests, if they confirm, he'll be there as well. He's not gonna miss that. So we have some guests on ready to go next week, guys. Guys, stay safe. Keep wearing those masks. I know there's another set of, uh, of COVID coming around, so be safe. We would love to see these student sessions finish out the, the fall year. Uh, like we said, Williamstown had, a, had to reschedule another opponent, and then Brownsburg had to, post, had to cancel their games this week. So um, for a lot of schools like Indiana and uh, Utah and a few other student sessions, they're going to start the playoffs. Hopefully they can finish that, and that's the same thing for volleyball and all these other fall student sessions. This week we got Colorado, uh, Louisiana, and Minnesota starting up. And then I believe Delaware and Maryland are starting up in a few weeks. And then it seems about 15 other regional student sessions, including California and Washington, D.C. and Massachusetts. There's so many other student sessions that are going to start up in, in at least January. Hopefully we can stay safe and we can see those student sections as well, especially for us. We, we we're originally from California over here. So we love to see the, the California student sections like Palm Desert and my own water, the Canyon tribe. But uh, in order to do that, we got to stay safe and, uh, and, you know, wear the mask. It's just a simple, simple mask. Uh, so that way we're safe from each other and uh, safe outside of there as well. So that way the numbers don't go up and we are, uh, we are letting these kids play out their senior years of, of, of their sports here, especially for the senior class. We saw the class in 2020 get cut short. Bannon Clark was one of those. Um, class in 2021 should not go, have to go through that. So, again, guys, just be safe with those masks, and hopefully we'll see you guys on the sidelines very soon. For many other of this, this is the Student Sexual Report Podcast. We'll see you later. Take care.